Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can work towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back. We have taken a long and not unplanned hiatus um, from the podcast, but I'm back. Yay. Um, So I realized our last podcast together, our last discussion cast together was in February. So it's been six months. And I think that we can discuss why there was a hiatus, what's all been going on, and why I'm ready to start back again now. So Again, last podcast in February. I mean, 2021 turned out to be a different year than um, I had anticipated, mainly because I thought we would be a little further out of this um, pandemic than it seems to be by now we are. But I did want to take the opportunity after having been um, kind of locked in, locked down in 2020 with only kind of going out and um, for work of being able to kind of enjoy just some freedom outside of the house that was available. So after in February, late February, I was able to get vaccinated. I'm in the Pfizer gang, <laughs> got my vaccine, um, and took my first trip out to, um, on a plane actually in March. I went to Vegas with my sister for her birthday, um, and kind of got back into that travel bug of getting back out and, and traveling again. And, Um, the weather changed here and then it became, you know, it was warmer and then I was back in the office more and life just kind of started to go on full speed and didn't stop um, with kind of everything being open and going back into the world and including working out, including life, including all those things. It just became untenable for me to, to kind of make and carve out that time all for, you know, to focus on the podcast, but also you know, when things are going the way that they have been going for the last year, it becomes a a thing of like, what do I say? Like, what more do I have to say? And I just never wanted to have this podcast be something where I just ramble and talk for the purposes of getting on here and meeting and meeting that, that deadline of like having another podcast um, for the week. So I decided, I said, you know, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back to it when I'm, when I feel as though I have something to say and I'm in a better position to speak to what I want to discuss and what I want to talk about. And so now I'm kind of ready for a reboot and ready to kind of pan out and discuss what, what, what I wanted, what, what I really want to talk about. Cause I have something to say. And so I, that's why we are here now in August, six months later. So what's all been going on in the last six months in the world, you all know, so we don't need to recap that. You know, we've got vaccines out, we got people with vaccine hesitancy, we had fully open, and now we're getting, and we had really low numbers, and everybody was feeling good about it, and then Delta variant swooped in, and now we're kind of like nervous again, and the numbers are going up, and the vaccine is a conversation that everyone's having, who's vaccinated, who's not, who should, who shouldn't, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, that whole thing has been happening. And, um, you know, it. I don't, I don't think that we have to have those debates. I think we can just say that, you know, people should do what they think they need to do. Um, and everything that we do has consequences. So if you choose whatever choice you make, you just have to deal with the consequences of that choice. And as long as everyone's making the decision that way, I think we'll all be fine. Um, uh, what I, The recovery of this from a financial standpoint and an economic standpoint, there's been a lot of things that have been propped up. Um, into our society and into our economy in order to allow for um, the continuous kind of the economy to keep rolling. The problem with that 
is that those things are now expiring. So here we are in August, and this is why this is kind of a perfect time for this podcast, because now that we're here and it's August, um, the extended unemployment has will expire at the end of this month. So all of the additional unemployment that came down from the feds will expire on August 31st. Um, and, um, more than likely after August 31st, the ability to claim for unemployment based on those federal guidelines will change. And those folks who had been able to claim unemployment just because of the pandemic will probably look, be looking to go back towards the type of unemployment guidelines that existed prior to the pandemic, which will make it a little harder for a lot of people to maintain the unemployment they've been, they've been having, um, a lot of you see the PPP loans and all that stuff is kind of coming to bear. Many people decided to jump on, um, whether legally or illegally, <laughs> jump on some of the services, particularly PPP that was offered. You're finding now people are coming, th- those chickens are most definitely coming home to roost. Um, and so financially, <clears throat> the landscape is changing. There was a lot of abundance running around in the last six months. A lot of people had a lot of money. Um, Money that they hadn't had before. So you saw more people utilizing that money to do things that they had not done before. You saw more people using it to travel once, you know, when things became open. More people using it to buy things and feed money into the economy. And hey, that's what we needed, people to spend money. Um, But the reality of all this is going to come down. And it's going to change some things for people. Now, what has happened for a lot of people with children, or most people with children, is that you'll be getting an extra $300, I believe, per child. Um every month, I think. And so that is a helpful thing for families and families with children. Um, they've increased some of the rates on, um, on food stamps. So families who, um, are in receipt of food stamps will get more, um, because that, that number had not been increased in a lot in a while. So that, that is occurring. So there are some things that have been occurring, um, that are allowing for a little more flexibility on the ends of our um, families. But at the end of this, you still have a lot of people who are either unemployed or underemployed. Um, because of the pandemic. And as I had discussed in the last episode, you know, or two episodes ago, but the one in January, is that a lot of these jobs are not coming back. So people are needing to switch and shift because a lot of things are just not coming back. And that's just the way it is. You know, it happens. It happens after every major catastrophic event. There's an economic event that lasts two to three, sometimes four years beyond the actual catastrophic event. So we'll be feeling the effects of this pandemic through 2025, 2026. Um, one of the things that people don't realize, I hear a lot of people saying with the numbers going up, is that we're going to see another shutdown. It's very unlikely we would see a shutdown. A shutdown is not a, uh, the shutdown was only because we didn't have the vaccine or any type of mitigating things. We're, in, we're at the point where we have things that we can mitigate this, ways we can mitigate this, mass vaccines. So we are not going to see another shutdown, mainly because the economy cannot sustain it. Um, the economy cannot sustain it. So I give you a really good example. As I tell you, many of you, I work for the city and um, the ability to procure cars. So if you have ever, if you're a person right now who is in a lease and you've been trying to trade in your lease or you're trying to buy a new car, the inventory is low. The reason the inventory is low is because production around the world stopped during the pandemic or stopped or delayed or slowed down tremendously. And therefore the, the cars themselves, the parts for the cars, everything. My advice to anybody would be not to buy a 2021 vehicle right now. You wait, just wait a minute, wait till the next one or buy one from the previous cycle. But this one, you, this is going to be one of them lemon years. This is going to be cars made on Friday at four o'clock. So I would advise against that. Um, so you, you see that there are production delays. I mean, if you work in tech, there are pieces of, um, 
There are tech products that are on heavy delay. If you work in HVAC, there are pieces and products and parts that are on such heavy delay, um, production delay. We just can't do it again. The system can't handle it. Uh, the economy can't handle it. Another shutdown will crash everything and we can't handle it. So this is going to be a push through. Um, you're seeing these mandates come. You're seeing things that people are uncomfortable with, but you have to recognize that at the end of the day, it's all about the dollar and this system in this country, we are a capitalist society and most societies are, if they're not capitalist, they're communist. And either way, those societies all are dictated by the dollar. And so we're not shutting down again. We're just going to, there's going to be a lot of pushing through. They're going to get this vaccine approved for children. And once you do that, you limit the exposure and it just becomes anybody who doesn't want to get vaccinated. They becomes a smaller point of the population. And then we just move on. And that's what's going to happen. And there are going to be a lot more death, unfortunately, a lot more illness because people are taking this a little light, a little more lightly than perhaps they should. And unfortunately, that will lead to um, some more people will be sick. And of the people who will be sick, many, the majority will survive and be fine. But the ones who don't and you just pray that it's not you or someone that you love. Those are my thoughts. So money. So money has been a huge part of this pandemic. It's been a huge part of the pandemic, quote unquote, recovery. And it's going to be a huge part of this going forward. Like I said, jobs are lost that will never come back. Industries are 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 forever affected. Um, companies that are for profit have learned or are learning how to make the same amount of money without with less people. That's going to never be good for the worker. And folks have had an opportunity hopefully in the pandemic where they didn't have the opportunity to spend as much to see ways in which they can make adjustments to their own personal finances so that they can actually live to the lives that they actually want. And so, you know, that's my big thing. You know, that's my, my theme is that we should be living, we should be getting our financial freedom so that we can live and enjoy the lives as we see fit and as we want. So a big thing for me with this platform, um, one of the things I want to cover today is what, Part of the taking the break was just because I was super busy getting back adjusted to being to work five days a week, um, getting back adjusted to being back into the world. I needed to take a break. Um, you know, I tell you guys sometimes I talk at work all day. I realized the other day I was sitting at work and I was on the phone with my sister and, and I was trying to eat my lunch. And literally while she, she was on the phone, me, she listened to four people back to back come in my office to ask me a question like urgently, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but can I ask? And I'm sorry to, you know, and it becomes a thing where I talk all day. I'm telling people what to do all day. And sometimes I can't even, like, there's no more. I have no more words, you know? And so that was what was beginning to happen to me um, throughout 2020 and in the beginning of this year. And I decided I needed to take a break from that. And which is why I, I, did, I put the um, podcast on hiatus. The other part of it, too, was deciding what to do with this platform. Um, you know, I, I, I know that I have the information and figuring out how to convey it so that it is helpful to those who are receiving it so that I am able to be of service. You know, I, I don't do this for money. I don't do this for fame. I really I do this because I want people to understand that you can control your finances. You can manage them in a way that will allow you to live the life you want. You, it's not about restrictions. It's not about punishing yourself. It's about, you know, if you manage your finances in a certain way, you will find freedom in your life that you have never been able to or you thought was for someone else. And I believe we all deserve that. And that's not something that it should be um, held behind a paywall or should be secret 
to uh, you know a secret for the, it should be for everyone because financial freedom is for everyone it's not just for a select few and so that's why i do this and i i really was struggling with how to utilize this platform in a way that would really allow that to happen and that i just wasn't speaking into the into the air you know just talking to myself so as I, I got a little discouraged with that i got discouraged with thinking that you know i'm i don't know how to help people you know i i know i have the information but how do you help people and what I realized and thought about was that you have to put the information out there and offer it up and know that it is giving, it is being of service and, and, and just be okay with that. So I had to kind of get okay with that. Um, and, and learning, like I said, the clarity and the ways in which to make the message clear and to make it so that people could absorb it and, and receive it. So some of that was what I've been thinking about in the last six months. And also knowing how I spend my own money, how my, my own money is, is, part of my daily life is part of I me mean, money's part of everyone's daily life and getting to the point of understanding where that that the way that the ways in which I can utilize everyday um instances of how we spend money to continuously convey the message without feeling like I was hitting people over the head with saying you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this so it's saying yes to all the right things without having to tell to say no to all the things that are quote-unquote wrong so it was that it was like that kind of struggle but money you know money money impacts everything you know I, I when I'm at work I hear some people say you know you're involved in everything like you're and it's because there's nothing that can happen without the money and so you have to be as a person who's in charge of the money which I am in charge of the money at work but you all are in charge of the money in your real lives is that you have to be money has to be part of every conversation you know every part of your life has to have a component of how money will impact it and so if you if you are not comfortable talking about it if you're not well versed in it if you're not sure about it if you don't have a plan for it a goal for it the money will just be in the background and money shouldn't just be in the background because it is literally part of your everyday life. Every time you get up out the bed and start walking around, clicking on the lights, turning on things, you're spending money. You get in a car, you drive away, you're spending money. You are spending money every time you do anything, but we act like money is something in the background just running and that it should run itself. Like it doesn't run itself. If you let it run itself, it will be no more. It will run into the ground. It has to be managed. So being able to kind of convey that message, I, 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 you know, I struggled and I've been struggling with how do you get that message across and that people will accept it and retain it and then put those things into action. Um, and, and the biggest part of it is that for me, I am a very like logical thinker. I just think about things. If you tell me something, I'm very analytical and all those things. So I, I, I was always, I could be easily drawn into this because if you just tell me something and I can see how it works and I can do the analysis and understand it, I can follow it and listen and do. There's a huge part of money that is emotional and it, it's about how you feel. And that's just the way we've been set up culturally to, to give and attach these feelings, these feelings to money because Many of us attach our worth to money. And so, and either how much money you have, how much money you don't have, all those things. And so really trying to figure out how to communicate with folks who have an emotional tie to money has always been hard for me because I believe I have an emotional tie to money as well, but my emotions never outweigh my thoughts. So, or how I think when I'm thinking. So I don't struggle with it in that way, but I know that other people do. You know, I don't, I'm not really an impulse shopper. Like I will buy something that will appear to be impulsive to anybody else, but I've thought about it for like months and I've counted it out and done all that stuff. But I know people who are impulse buyers. They impulse buy, they impulse do a lot of things because their emotions lead them 
and and I'm just not that way. So it was about also how do you convey that message? How do you, you know, how do you connect to people? You know, I I have a lot of I have a lot of relationships in my life in my personal life where people feel very connected to what I say and what I do. But I just it's, it, it was a struggle for me even in doing the podcast of trying to figure out how do you convey and then know that you are connecting to people even on social media. How do you connect to people? Because my social media is my personal social media is people that I actually know in real life. I don't follow people I don't know. Like, so it's very, I'm already connected to these people. So I'm not attempting to connect with them via social media. So just really, that was, that's always been a struggle for me. And that's hard for me to do because for me, everything has to just be real and tangible. And in this instance, it's not always that way. So that was part of, so that kind of explains the whole, the, the, the hiatus, I would say of the podcast and then where we can go from here. And so just like with your financial journey, when you need to restart, it's the same thing that I'm doing right here. It's like kickstarting. So you go back to the basics. And so going back to the basics of, of muscle memory, of recording, of getting back into it, of being able to get back into um, posting on social media, doing videos. I used to do videos all the time, you know, doing videos, doing all that stuff. It's time consuming. And I have to carve out time to do it in a way, the same way that I've learned to carve out time to work out, learn to carve out time to take watch TV or take a nap or whatever the case is. I have to learn to carve out the time. And sometimes I get overwhelmed with how busy I am with what I've deemed to be the most important thing at the time. And then other things take a back seat. So when I started, when I kind of started to deal with the hiatus of it, it was like I was working out intensely too. So it's like, okay, I have to work out. I have to get on the Peloton. I have to do that. And so in the morning, I only have one choice. Like I got only a certain amount of time before then I had to go to work. And when I was working from home, it was easier because I had so much more of the day. But once I had to go back into the office full time, because I always was in the office, but I was in the office a couple of days. Then I would start to have to go to the office every single day. It turned, it's like, okay, I got to either record or work out. And then it just became, well, I got to work out. And then, and then, and then. And so once you get out of practice, sometimes you end up, out out for two, way longer than you thought. So um I'm going to I'm going to wrap this episode up with talking about my own personal um financial journey. And the last time we spoke which was back a long time ago, I was telling telling you guys about my financial goals of of doubling my savings in this this year. And so I doubled my savings allocation and that was um that seemed a little scary when I initially did it, but then it turned out to really work out. And I was able, I've still been able to keep that going. And now it feels very normal, right? I've just been doing it and it feels really normal. And so one of the things that, the other thing that I realized I wanted to do was that I want to move, I want to move out of my house um, and move into an apartment. And um, because I'm just ready to, to, to find a new, na- to live in a different neighborhood. And so I want to move out of my house and I'm not going to sell my house, but I'm going to do some, do some other things with it, but I'm not really ready to sell but I'm definitely ready to move. And so the moving is kind of the thing at the end where I didn't know what I was saving towards, but I knew there was something very much was pulling on me and I knew that I needed more, much more money to get to it. And so that's why I knew it was at the start of 2021, I wanted to start saving um, intensely. And that's what, and I, now that's what that's kind of come to. So I'll be looking to move in the next month or two. And also really really beginning to get deeper into my investments um i've been really focused on through my ira doing investments in stocks but i want to really expand that into a larger set of investments so that my money can also begin to grow it can continue to grow without it just being 
you know, being just sitting in a savings account. So that's really my, my journey right now is focused a lot on saving and, and growing my money and investing, but there'll be a lot more spending at this point. Cause when I'm moving, um, I'll be increasing my living expenses, but also then, you know, increasing my revenue by either renting or, you know, how I'll be renting out my home. So there's a lot going on for me financially as well. There's some scary parts to it, right? Moving out, increasing my expenses, having to, the, the risk of, of what happens when you have an income property versus just having property that you live in, maintaining that. So there's a lot of scary things out there for me. And so I'll be kind of chronicling that journey with you guys as well um, on how it goes. But I just wanted, I wanted you to know that that's really where my financial focus is right now. And um, also I just, I did actually say to my friend, I was talking to her on the phone. I said, you know, I really, this winter I need my fur coat. And so that is one of my financial um, things on my checklist. I need to buy a fur coat. I hope, you know, I don't offend any PETA people, but I believe in fur because it's cold and I don't like to be cold. And I want a coat. I want a fur coat. And I'm really a fur jacket at this point. So I'm going to do that um, as well. So that'll be on my, before 2021 is over, that will be part of my purchases and hopefully take some more trips I just got back from uh Vegas and Jamaica I did that like back to back that was a big um a big thing but you guys know that I like love to travel and I was just so bummed out all of 2020 of not being able to travel so I kind of got a little extra in and yes yeah, so Jamaica was great and then Vegas was my is my favorite place and it was amazing and the heat and it was 100 degrees and it was great so I got that out my system and now it's time to buckle down and get busy on this move um the move will require like some new furniture which I'm really excited about and um and then getting the house ready for however I'll be dealing with it as far as an income property and and really just kind of ending 2021 on a very high note but having made some really substantial changes in my in my own life that's really what I'm looking forward to. So, you know, we're going to be on a journey together here. Um, we will not be doing another six-month hiatus. I'm not going to say now what the frequency of the of the podcast will be. Just know that there will be more podcasts. I just have to figure out where I'm carving that out. Like today, I'm recording on a Saturday. Um, it may be that I need to do that instead of trying to record during the week. Um, and maybe I need to record on a Saturday and then publish first thing Monday morning. I've got to figure out how to how to do that so that I can get it done. And I need feedback from you guys. So I need you, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, I need you to be following me on, on Instagram. That's the easiest thing for me right now. If you're following me on Instagram and you can send me a message about what your feedback is on the episode, things you wanna hear about, I need to know what you guys want me to talk about as well. I'll always talk about current events. I'll, I'll always talk about financial topics that are important, saving, credit, um, debt reduction, you know, budgeting, managing your expenditures, finances in relationships. I will always talk about those things. But if there's something that you specifically want to know about, I will talk about if I'm well-versed enough in it. There are certain things that I'm not well-versed in, like investments I'm not as strong in, and, and Bitcoin and, di- and all that. Cryptocurrency, I am not well-versed in. I have a thought about having someone who is well-versed in that on the podcast as a guest. I'm also thinking about a few guests that I want to have on because I want to get into some financial stories of people. It's just that some people are, are, some people still have a very, they hold it very close to the vest about their finances. And I want to find some folks who, who are willing to be open about their own personal financial journeys so that you guys can hear some conversation about that, how they got from where they were to where they are, advice that they've taken from me and changes that they've made related to their finances and where they've seen it kind of be um, helpful. You know, I don't like to say like all of the advice that I'm giving and then, it only works for me. It works for other people. They tell me about it and I like to have those conversations. So I'm going to try to see about getting some guests on um, coming up 
um, so that we can talk about those things. And if and and if you have a story or something that you want to share or you want me to share, but you don't want to be on, you know, if you want me to share it anonymously, send it to me via um, social media DM um, at um, at financial emancipation on um, on Instagram. So you can go ahead and send me a message there. It was great to catch up with you guys. It's kind of all over the place. I was just kind of telling y'all about everything. And there's still more that I haven't gotten to, but I'll save that for the next episode. So you guys, make sure you share this podcast with folks. I'm going to post it on my socials. Share it. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend. Share it with three other people. Let's get the network going. Let's remind people that, you know, we can still talk about money, that financial emancipation is important and key, and that our financial freedom is right there if we're willing to jump into it. So... It was great to catch up with you guys. Have a great day and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.